What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 490 of the Smart Out Moments Smack Talk Podcast Hot Tags of the Week, where we'll be breaking down some of the current events and rumors and news and gossip and other things that have happened in the world of pro wrestling over the past few days we feel like talking about. I'm your host as always, Tony Mango, and joining me as always is Robert E. Felice. We're, we're 10 weeks away from number 500. The, the big 500, and... I don't have a hundred percent of a game plan about what we're doing there, but I I have something in mind that uh, Awesome Piano Man had mentioned on episode sixteen <laughs> to do on episode five hundred. So that that's an indication of something that's uh, that was ten years ago. I'm sure <laughs> that's um, the ten year mark is going to be coming up on October 29th. That'll be the ten year anniversary of uh, Smack Talk. So that'll be wow. that'll be wedding week, but um, yeah, so you're we celebrating uh, your greatest accomplishment by almost accomplishing something as great. <laughs> uh, four ninety is gonna be following the more traditional way of what we did. Uh, you know, for mostly four hundred and ninety episodes last week. For anybody who's wondering, like, well, where's four eighty nine? We combined the hot tags with the mailbag, and it's a good thing we did because last week was midway through the mailbag. We had all the hot tags basically hit <laughs> with all the releases. So uh, if you're looking through the numbering scheme and you're wondering why that's the case, it's a little bit off because of that, but it is still technically episode 490. And we've got some topics to talk about here. That's kind of why we're doing this. Otherwise, we'll be the point. You know, Imagine having a podcast where you'd go like, all right, we got nothing to say, so see ya. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, I've seen people do it, so yeah. stranger things have happened. To be fair, I probably could get an hour of it out of having absolutely no, uh, nothing to say. So. Silent hour show, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I need to do another episode of that. Um, but whatever we're talking about here, we want to know what you have to say. So drop a comment below. Tell us your thoughts on these hot tags and anything else you want to chime in about. Obviously, the best way to do that is to hop on over to the YouTube channel if you're not listening to it there. And while you're over there and you're dropping your comments and you're telling us your thoughts, then hit the like button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button, ring that notification bell, hit the applause button, hit the join button. That's the same thing as the Patreon. Patreon.com slash smartoutmoment is the best way to help us grow. It's the best way to be a morale boost to keep me going for many different ways and to... Ensure that we do some different types of content. There is the Pick Your Poison tier, but there's also the Dark Casts. So if, for instance, you want to check out what our pay-per-view ideas would be for the mock draft that we did, that is over on the Patreon. So subscribe to that $5 tier, because I've been putting the Dark Cast things on the $5 tier just to try to entice more people to do the $5 tier. Um, subscribe to that and upward, and you'll get access to that. So keep that in mind. There's also the merchandise shops on TeePublic and Redbubble if you want to help out in another way to just kind of throw some spare change toward our direction and help fund us and help uh, make things fun. <laughs> and the same thing applies to fanboysanonymous.com, the sister website, the blue brand that we do, the geek culture topics like the movie reviews and some other things along that whole spectrum. You should be checking out if you're interested in the James Bond series, our Bondcast of a review to a kill that we do each and every week. 
going to do GoldenEye soon. I'm really excited for it. I'm so excited. And uh, we've got some other kind of things that are things we've just released recently, things that are in the past you might be interested in checking out, and things that are coming up too. We're going to hopefully do the Mortal Kombat watch-along. We're going to try to do something based off of Falcon and Winter Soldier series recap. We're going to do something pretty soon probably about Justice Society. So lots of irons that are in the fire right now. And if you want to help support Fanboys Anonymous, do that. Such a good year for Fanboys Anonymous. There's more content on Fanboys from this these four months than maybe the last two years combined, I think. That's awesome. So definitely Fanboys getting that, that extra rub. And um, yeah, all right. Let's just get into the hot tags here. Let's talk about one of the more recent releases, Peyton Royce has trademarked what's going to be seemingly her new ring name, Cassie Lee. I don't like it as much as Casey Cassidy, but Cassie Lee was kind of what she was working with when she was doing the YouTube channel she had while in WWE. And honestly, I like this better for her and for uh, Jesse McKay, because I didn't like the whole, hi, I'm Cassie Lee. Welcome to my YouTube channel. I play Peyton Royce on television. That's a personal thing. I just don't care for that. But I'm looking forward to seeing what the future holds for Cassie Lee, Jesse McKay, and really all the release talent. So it's like, uh, hi, I'm Austin Creed. You can find me at Xavier Woods, and my name's Austin Watson. <laughs> yeah, like that's why I like that he changed his socials to Austin Creed wins. Because it's like, all right, if you're going to do more stuff as Austin Creed, just be Austin Creed. Right. Xavier Woods' PhD was what he was before, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, if you want to do Austin Creed wins, uh, Xavier Woods wins, Austin Creed wins works, I think. Honestly, at this point, I'm just like, fuck, do you call him? Should he just be Austin Creed? (laughs) Yeah, instead of Xavier Woods? Yeah. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. I'm sure if he ever goes to another company, he's going to be Austin Creed. He's going to be Austin Creed, yeah. Yeah. Consequences Creed. Back in the day... that he would be, like, one of the top fun guys to watch yeah like i liked him with the whole consequences creed thing and i was like oh, this dude's cool but now he's one of those guys where i'm like hall of fame him give him that king of the ring <laughs> make him at least intercontinental champion like i really like austin and never met the guy but he seems awesome yeah, they, awesome they creed really all of them do honestly <laughs> yeah it's true biggie seems like a great dude kofi seems like a great dude Big E just being very raw and honest on the After the Bell. They did like an audio diary where it's just him from his house to uh, night two of WrestleMania just doing the whole 40 minutes of just like him getting ready and stuff like that. It's so genuine and he's just like, look, I feel scummy saying it, but Pandemic was a blessing in disguise because the lack of travel has allowed me to, you know, heal and focus my mind on other things and mm. they just seem like just great people that's a topic that i don't think a lot of people want to really talk about but that's actually a whole different topic worth talking about it's not planned on the hot tags but let's get into it a little bit the pandemic as awful as it is of course i wish it never happened it's been detrimental in a lot of ways people have lost you know countless amounts of lives and careers and everything like that but it's weird when you see something like that and you go yeah you know they're 
are some weird positives that came out of a thing. You know, it's like uh, when you do like a slash and well, when you do like everybody does this, when there's like a slash and burn type of a situation with like crops, you're like, well, that can't possibly be good because everything's on fire. And then it's like, no, it enriches the soil and it is, you know, that kind of thing. It's weird that like, it's true. They were just kind of, they're all hanging out in Florida. And unless you're somebody who's flying out all the time, and that could be annoying, you're flying out all the time anyway for going around on the road. You don't have to drive like crazy. I mean, like, yeah, you're flying out so much less. Yeah, because you're doing it once a week. So you fly out on a Sunday, you head to your hotel on Monday, and you leave on sun uh, on Tuesday or something. And then you spend the rest of the week with your family? Like... I think that there might be a good chunk of people that eventually when this ends, they're going to end up being like, oh my God, I hate that we went back to traveling. It's either that or it's going to be like, oh my God, even though this takes such a toll on us, I didn't realize how much we took this for granted. It's going to be one extreme or the other. I'm very curious to see where their headspace is at now. Because it, you're right, it is a lot of a change. They're not sleeping in hotels. They're not scrambling for meals and to find a gym. It's they're so at peace, and that's kind of why. Like even though during the investor call, they're like, "Yep, our next whenever we have a live crowd again, we're touring permanently." After that, it's like shit. Even I've kind of gotten used to like the Thunderdome setup, and I kind of like that it's. I don't like the fake crowd noise of it, but I do like that WWE has a setup. You know, it seems like it's very appropriate for this company at this time to have like a home base that they can just go to all the time. I feel like that's even more so with AEW a positive. Because it kind of seems like everybody can just go to work in AEW and they all have fun at the office. Yeah, I know uh, Jim Ross had said uh, they're going to start touring pretty aggressively beginning in July. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I'm really looking forward to that. You know? Uh, Obviously, like, we want fans because that makes it so much more. It's weird. Like, I like what they're doing. You know, I like how they're kind of stationary and they just sort of the show grows around them rather than it being well they're in Corpus Christi tonight so it's not as hot as if Mm. they're in Madison Square Garden or even just the idea of the injuries like you mentioned people just being like able to rest up a little bit that's got to be so advantageous oh absolutely like because even Biggie said it, he's like, listen, it's not the wrestling that sucks. It's the travel. It's, you know, not being able to sleep in your own bed. It's stuff like that. So I'd imagine that this has gotten them like, man, an off season would be great kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Even if it's just know, a couple weeks, probably would like make a big, big difference. Hopefully house shows return, but also hopefully like if they don't, it's, it allows them to still have that bit of rest. I don't even know if I want house shows to return. If they did, I'd say you have to go back to not totally like it was in the 80s where 
you know, you're building towards house shows, but more like in the 90s where you had Raw, but you still had like house show matches that you wouldn't see on Raw. I don't want house shows to be carbon copy of what you see on TV every kind of thing. I'm like, eh, just have them do TV. Make it to where you only travel once a day. Or, well, once a week, not once a day. <laughs> well, but then you go, well, I feel bad for the fans in Kalamazoo. Because they're never going there if they're only doing TV. <laughs> you know? Kalamazoo can go to the next big area. Like, they never go to my city. I have to go over to Philly, you know? Yeah. Right. You're in a sweet spot, though. Like, you can go to the Izod. Or you can go to Philly, or you can go to Atlantic you know, City, or yeah, MetLife, or whatever. Well, where is Kalamazoo? It's in Michigan. Which uh, I guess do you have to make a left turn at Albuquerque, or we follow the Looney Tunes method for this? Yes. <laughs> so Cassie Lee's a good name <laughs> <laughs> for Peyton Royce. <laughs> yeah. I like it. it. It seems to get all fitter. She, I mean, her it's her, her name kind of in some ways. So it's not like it's like, oh, it doesn't fit her. But then again, you see people every once in a while where it's like, you're not a George. You're clearly a Sebastian or something, you know? Like Cole's name. It's Austin something. Austin Jenkins. For who? Adam Cole. And I'm like, oh, he's no, Austin Jenkins? Yeah, no. You're not an Austin Jenkins. I'm sorry. Yeah, Change your name. Cole. <laughs> <laughs> now, he could be Cole. Something or other. Cole Adams. <laughs> Cole Adams. Yeah, you could be Cole Adams, and I'd be like, all right, that's okay. But like, and it's still just it's weird to me to to look at Kane and go, hey, Glenn. Like, it's just like, no, you're Kane. <laughs> yeah, how that Hall of Fame speech? Whew. I'm feeling it. That's uh, Peyton Royce is a name that I never really liked, but I was like, man, at least it's not like bad. It's not Michael McGillicuddy, you know? Yeah. But we're getting there again, and that concerns me. Yeah, now everybody's like uh, Nash Carter and whatnot. Yeah, Nash Carter, Wesley. It's like, what, what? I like Wesley a little bit more than I like Nash Carter. It's like, okay, you're a tag team guy for life, pal. <laughs> Nash Carter, to me, sounds like something that they would have made fun of on The Simpsons. Like, uh, oh God, what was the name of that show? That's, it's practically Nash Carter. Um there was some TV show in the 90s where there was like a cop and it was like like if it would have been like Dash Carter or something like uh, like I'm thinking Walker but I know you're not thinking nah not Walker Texas Ranger but like something like that where it was just kind of like go check out Nash Carter starring uh, David Hasselhoff or something you know like uh, let me see here Uh, TV show Nash Bridges there you go. Or Nash Bridges, Nash Carter, just like, you know, Trent Steele kind of thing. I like the name Cassie Lee. I think it'll fit her. I'm really interested to see where she goes. If she goes to AEW, that's, I think, better than anything else, but we'll see. I her and uh, Jesse go to Impact and just bring those belts. I'm still hoping Impact just merges. When is I mean, that? Uh, too, pal, but that's a different topic. When is the uh, Rich Swan match? Sunday. Sunday. You wouldn't know it. They didn't promote it on. <laughs> they don't promote anything on uh, the two shows. But you, you, you'd think they'd beat that drum hard. 
considering it's Kenny Omega challenging for the Impact World title. The um, titles are both on the lines, aren't they? Yes. that Those are merging, practically. So all the more reason, just, you know, make Impact part of AEW. <laughs> Come on. Make it simpler. You and, you and I both want that so bad. <laughs> yeah. Not that I would be like, oh, if they'd say that that's the extra show, I, I wouldn't be, like, watching it, but, you know. Um... Let's talk about some other, uh, well, one other released uh, member of the women's division and two that are still there. There was a report that came out that said that there was a plan that Chelsea Green was going to be in a stable with Vanessa Bourne and Santana Garrett. And the idea behind it was the Pussycat Dolls meets Charlie's Angels. So she, uh, that's with an interview with Sean. Um, yeah. And honestly... I'm all for that. You know? I'd be all for that. I don't know. I I don't think that that probably would have worked. But then again, maybe I'm just approaching it with a little bit of a bias of, I don't think that the Pussycat Dolls is something I would be super into. You know? It's It'd be interesting, you know? I, I can't say I'd love it or hate it. I'd have to see it. Because, like, we haven't had something like that in a while. So maybe it would have looked good, you know? I'd be, I mean, I like Green. I, I like Santana. I like Vanessa. So if they would have eventually done something with it, I would have been at least interested to check it out. But that, to me, seems more like a pitch than something that's more like, oh, okay, I'm going to sign off on that being really, really good, you know? Well, I can see somebody going, it's it's Pussycat Dolls meets Charlie's Angels and me being like, all right, but outside of your elevator pitch, what is it? You know, who's going to be what? What type of characters are they going to be? Is it going to be something that's more babyface? Is it going to be something that's more heel? Because that seems like more of a babyface thing to me. But all three of them, well, no, Santana's been babyface. But Bourne's been mostly a heel and Green's been a heel. So are they going to be a heel version of that? Or, you know, like. I think they would have mostly been a heel because I, I don't know what what's making you think that that would be a baby face thing. Because I just look at it like. Oh, Charlie's Angels and Pussycat Dolls are both baby faces, kind of. Yeah. Uh, well. Charlie, Charlie's Angels definitely are. Well, yeah. I, I think it'd be like a, like a. I almost said Spice Girls, which, sure. They'd be like a, a bratty kind of Spice Girl deal. Uh, what's the name of the other thing? The um, Powerpuff Girls. I have not watched any Powerpuff Girls thing, but that also seems to be that sort of thing to me where people would be like, it's like the Powerpuff Girls, but whatever. Especially that new live action. I don't know how I feel about that, but that's a conversation for fanboys. <laughs> that's a different discussion because I've not watched a single episode of any of that you've never seen anything from the Powerpuff Girls ever? nope huh well I don't know like I guess it's kind of like an age thing so maybe that's a Cartoon Network I think right? yeah that was a Cartoon Network never really got into Cartoon Network that's another thing R really? yeah 
Uh, to surprising. me, when you start getting into like the uh, the whole pantheon of Cartoon Network shows, I might have seen like one. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. You do have like ten years on me. Not ten years. I'm not that much older. <laughs> But a couple of years can make a big difference. Like Rocket, Rocket uh, League, Rocket Power. Rocket Power. Okay, I'm like that. Rocket League is something else. That's past my uh, my Nickelodeon. Okay, yeah, and that's like smack dab center of my Nickelodeon. Yeah. Anyway, I think that that stable could have been interesting, but it's more of just one of those things. To be like, oh, yeah, they were gonna do that pass along that information that's that's cool and i feel bad i think she should have been given a chance you know i think that almost everybody needs to get more chances yeah but like she i I just feel like she deserved more you know you mean chelsea yeah chelsea specifically i mean but there's that term still there technically santana garrett still there technically if they want to run with them they can they could always just do this whole angle too and not have chelsea in it have Aaliyah. fuck she's been there forever they could <laughs> we could see Aaliyah, vanessa born and santana garrett in this role instead i wonder what they would call it too because uh, they can't just be so outright and call it like the i don't know pussycat angels or something you know the bougie the bougie brats or something. I don't know. <laughs> With a Z. Like the stupid dolls. I don't, dolls. I don't know if they own that. They, they might. That. They might, yeah. I don't know. I'm not uh up to snuff on my uh preteen girl toy copyright stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, if I do a quick Google, I'd imagine somebody owns brats. I would assume so. And then you'd uh, click through it, and you'd find out that it's the same group that uh, Comrade is going. They just they just trademarked everything. Yeah, let's move on to another thing here. Let's talk about some hirings and some firings. Uh, the newest let's recruits. Let's talk about the, the the genesis for this, shall we? Well, I'm going to hold off on the one part. I think we're going to talk about a positive one. Let's talk about the performance set of recruits. Okay. So they, even though they signed her last year, Saray is being lumped into the uh, latest group. But there's also a couple other people, and I don't know a single one of them in any I've fashion heard, whatsoever. I've heard one name that I don't know, single one of them out there. So there's San, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, Sanjana George. I'm assuming it's, it might be like Sanjana. I don't know for sure. She is 24 year old from Bangalore, India. There is Jennifer Michelle or Michelle uh, Iglesias, twenty-three-year-old champion powerlifter from Mexico. Matt Farrelly from Sydney, Australia, who was apparently on the Australian Survivor Champions versus Contenders in twenty nineteen, which I've never seen. Stephanie DeLandre or DeLandry, I don't know for sure, from Sydney, Australia. So they got rid of two Australians. And we're like, we need an Australian girl. (laughs) She has a background in dance and soccer and apparently is an indie wrestler. 
And then in addition to the WWE Performance Center coaching staff is Hideki Suzuki. Hideki Suzuki. And I've heard the name. I like it didn't pop off any memories per se, but I've heard the name and I'm glad that they're that they announce coaching hires like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, because they do need coaches. Can't just uh, release a couple of them and then hire one at a time and then not be kind of eventually people are not going to be able to there uh, to be there. You know, you're not just going to have the same people all the time. So I like that they announced another group of people. I don't know anything about them, but at the same time, I don't need to know anything about them. They think that they're good enough. Cool. Thumbs up then. They also have a new broadcaster, Megan Morant or Megan Morant. I think it's Morant. I was worried that this meant Kayla was getting pushed out for a second. I think that she's there to replace Charlie. I thought the one dude replaced Charlie because Charlie was raw. Yeah, but you know, Charlie was all yeah. over the place. Yeah. So who knows? You kind of need two people to replace Charlie in some way. Cause Charlie was like kind of replacing Renee, you know? Right. So That's I haven't seen because Renee hasn't even been gone a year. Yeah. When did she leave? After SummerSlam. Huh? But the, uh, Megan, the new, um, the new girl to the team, she was on SmackDown tonight. She seems fine. Yeah. You know. She's got like a football background or something. And, you know, kudos. Yeah. Most of the time when they had, uh, announce a new broadcaster, it's like, well, they're all good for the most part. It's just, I kind of always want something that's like above and beyond. Like, I want a Mean Gene back again because Mean Gene was just so good, you know? How do you get those, though? Like, do they still. Do radio personalities still sound like that? They were gonna do, say, "Do they still make them?" No, I although yes, I almost like did. coming off I an assembly line. <laughs> yeah, we ran out of parts. It's a little too hard to make them these days. Like a like a potato head or something. Yeah. <laughs> we need the radio broadcaster voice. Thank you. Yeah, this is a whole Terminator thing, and it's a uh, you know. Cyberdyne Systems I, Model 101 kind of thing. I've been watching so much uh, 80s and early 90s WWF. Mean Gene, he's not like, you can say technically, well, that's Renee Young today. No. Mean Gene was a character in himself, was a part of the show, would challenge the talent kind of, you know? Like Bobby Heenan, you guy, you you should be ashamed of yourself. You know, like no thank you, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> me and Gene was so good. Yeah, it's like it's almost like they're afraid to have that now. Well, I mean, if you want to make sure that they don't have any personalities and they all just stare off into nothingness, then yeah, you can never get another me and Gene if you don't want anybody to ever showcase a personality. For real. It's so. a shame, though, because if you're doing that, like, all-time roster type of thing, usually when I'm trying to do those kind of lists, I try to think of, like, well, what would my commentary teams be? What would my ring announcer be? Which is always, like, well, it's Fink. So, you know. <laughs> but, like, uh, you know, if I'm going to have, like, an all-time sort of situation like that, Mean Gene's my interviewer. Because he's just, he's Mean Gene, you know? Let me tell you something. 
Megan. I, like, I don't I, know. I agree. You know, like, it's... I, I would probably take Renee because Renee, over time, was allowed to show some personality. But I would love if we could get more Mean Gene. Uh, see, Renee is a panelist in my mind. Yeah. Like, my ideal panel is probably... Well, I don't know, because I mean, you, you have to have revolving people, but Renee's probably the host of my ideal panel. That's fair. So anyway, the uh, hirings are on that side of things. The firings are a different story. Now, this revolves around a story that I thought was going to be a slightly different type of hot tag, but it's changed over the course of even just like a day. Yeah. Mickey James had tweeted out that she had gotten her belongings sent to her from WWE now that she had gotten released last week. And she showed in the picture that they sent her a trash bag with her name just slapped onto it. It's just like, this is Mickey's crap in a box shipped over to her. My gut reaction, and I'm pretty sure the same gut reaction that most people had was, wow, that's really disrespectful. Who has this grudge against Mickey James and why would they do something so mean like that? Like, who did she upset and why is this okay and whatever? Triple H eventually says the person responsible for this was fired and that this is like an embarrassing type of thing. And then it starts coming out that Jillian got the same thing like 10 years ago. 10 years ago. And Maria got the same thing last year when she got released. And, and it's like, oh, they've been doing this for a decade, if not longer. So, all right. So like, let's, let's start there because for like, at first you're like, again, who has this grudge against Mickey or just in general, like you start wondering, cause remember, we don't know about the men in this case. Do they send Mojo Raleigh his stuff in the trash bag? Do they even allow the men to have, you know, drawers or lockers? But- right, because it's like, if it, for anybody who doesn't know, the reason that they have stuff is because they keep some things there with the traveling, uh, I was going to call them tanks. <laughs> the traveling. <laughs> WWE just has tanks rolling, yeah. The the traveling trucks that have a lot of their, you know, the ring uh, equipment and everything like that. So they'll just have, like, drawers for other people because why would they want to carry that stuff around all the time? And it's kind of the difference is, like, well, there's one championship that you bring for media appearances and for TV things and for house shows and to carry around and whatever, you know, and then there's one you take pictures with and you, you know, do that kind of thing. It's the TV belt and the travel belt kind of a thing. So they do take for some reason, for some reason, for, for some people, they do take things like maybe their ring boots or if they've got like a big fancy coat, like Edge's coat might be one of those things that they just kind of keep instead of him traveling around and it can be messed up and, you know, whatever. Some person like a Mojo Raleigh might not really have any gear that he needs to leave there. But then somebody who's more lavish, like 
a Velveteen Dream. He didn't get released, but or at least not that we know. But if he's got, you know, these big coats and stuff, they might just be like, yeah, just, just keep it here kind of a thing. So we don't know if any of the men got that or if it's just the women. And that might also be a scenario where maybe the men didn't get that because the men weren't keeping anything there. And if they would have, then they would have gotten the same kind of thing. Right. And now I'm just trying to provide like color and backstory because the truth is we would later find out that it was a process for a long time. And we would, you know, eventually Mark Carano, who was, you know, showcased heavily as part of Total Divas. You know, they kind of went into his, his whole job about talent relations and stuff like that. He was the one that got the finger pointed at him and he got fired. But he wasn't the only person that got fired. He's just the only person that got fired in direct relation to this. Yeah, like he might still have been on the chopping block because they and we'll get they into it, they done. did shift a whole bunch of other people around and release some other people and everything. But at the very least, he is the one that they're pinning this on. Which, it's going to sound like we're making a, an excuse, and we're not. Uh, fundamentally, this is very tone deaf. You would think that any reasonable person would be like, let's not ship somebody's stuff when they get fired in a trash bag. But, to play devil's advocate, here's what I'm assuming has been happening. I don't know. So maybe I'm making an excuse for somebody when they really are literally going, send the trash, their trash bags and screw them. Then that's absolutely horrible if they are. I'm assuming it's some intern somewhere is just there's an underlying and an underlying and an underlying and all that kind of, you know, the five steps up the ladder right. type of a thing. And whoever is responsible for passing along the information just says, make sure that you get all the stuff from the people that we just released and send it back to them. And they're essentially told from their supervisor that you just do it the simplest, easiest, cheapest, quickest Here's way. a big, hefty bag. This will hold the most. Right. Because, again, you don't, assuming... We don't know what they have. This will hold the most. Send it in this. The thing is, and Mickey later admits to this, and that's where things take another turn. Because Mickey put out a statement today that stated, well, she actually, she replied directly to Steph, who apologized to her, was like, I'm embarrassed for you. And she said, look, I know that I'm not saying the trash bag was malicious. I'm saying it's hard for me not to look at this and, you know, recall the booking of the last three years and mm -hmm. feel like there's symbolism there. Right. It's tone deaf. Like I said, it's, if you think about it for a split second, when you're doing it, you're going to go, maybe a trash bag's not the best way of getting this message across. Now, I'm not saying that they need to package it in, you know, some gold box and, you know, whatever, but it, it is kind of like, well, there's other packing material and I there is the last time that that ever happens. But I also feel like this was whomever laid down the order, whether it was Corona or whatever, and the underling and the underling and the underling, if that is the 
situation that ended up happening being like, well, this is just for them. They're just doing their job. Right. And it's probably the type of thing that it's go with the cheap kind of thing. Hefty bags are, you know, relatively reliable because it's supposed to hold a lot of stuff. And it's just, you know, grab another box of uh, trash bags if you run out kind of a thing. Instead of having prepackaged, this is like a WWE shipping container that we're going to spend money on or, you know, something. You know they're doing that now, though. Now I'm sure that they are because it'll be a, a PR type of thing. Yeah. But, and and like, I don't I don't blame them for the type of thing, but at the same time it's just like it's a it's a bad situation. It's like I'm sure the supervisor who says spend as little money as possible so that way I can report the money that we're using and so I don't lose my job because they don't think that I'm wasting money type of thing. But that's what you get when you get these like big corporations and you get organizational structures like that. Everybody's looking for their own job. And you can't blame them for it, but people five steps up above the ladder aren't going to care what somebody five steps lower on the ladder is really going to be. If they would have spent more money on this instead of doing these trash bags over the years, somebody probably would have said, why are we wasting money on that? You know? Right. And again, it's just one of those things where this hit Mickey because Mickey felt like, hey, you know, you booked me like I was trash and you treat me like I was trash. Maybe you didn't hear Maria talk about this because it didn't hit her as hard. But once Mickey put it out there, she was like, yeah, I'll just say it. They sent me one, too. You know? Right. And I can totally understand. I would be feeling the same way. Like, if I got a got fired from a job and then they sent me things in a trash bag where it's not even like a performance based thing where it's like, Oh, I was trying to sell a bunch of cars and I didn't. So then they let me go. If it's more like, well, we consider you trash and we just want to leave, uh, you know, leave our business kind of thing. I would be taking that personally. I would be like, well, they did this to send me a message just to be jerks. I'm Uh, surprised it hasn't come up all these years. Yeah. I'm surprised. Honestly, I'm surprised that, with as frustrated as people were last year, I'm surprised Maria didn't go. And I'm pregnant, and they sent me my shit in a trash bag. Right? Are you for real? Like, so it's it's a shitty situation for all involved because not only did Corona get let go, but like John Cohn was briefly moved out of his talent relations spot. Well, yeah, that's there's a whole another side of this stuff too because it's not like this is all happening just because of that, but. Recently, we had this whole thing with Carano and John Laurinaitis, where they decided to rehire Laurinaitis to be part of talent relations. And it seemed like it was kind of the doing like 50-50. Like Carano is going to be kind of maybe the bad guy and the guy who's talking to people about certain things. And Laurinaitis is going to be talking to people about certain things, whatever. And now it just seems like they just went, screw it, restructure a whole lot of things. They got rid of people they uh, like even people that have been there for a long time like joe villa uh i think he had been there for like 10 years yeah like i know the name joe villa i've seen that email a lot uh mead rust isn't a name that i know personally but like that's a name i've seen a few times nicole name by the way mead rust Um, rust (laughs) 
Yeah, Dan Engler, who is referee, Rudy Charles. First of all, I only found out like in November that Rudy Charles was even working there. And then I guess he had some kind of talent relations spot. John Cohn, I didn't know, was working in talent relations. Right, yeah. All I knew was that he was one of the more senior referees. And he apparently had some kind of role in talent relations, which they said that he was let go from that part, but he would still be a referee. And then McFoley tweets out saying like, hey, you know, John Cohn's great. Maybe uh, reconsider this. And And then they said he's been reinstated. (laughs) So I'm really confused about situations like that because then I go, well, did they literally not care that much to where all it took was McFoley saying – how about nah? And then they went, all right. Or did they really not want to release him from that role? Or like, I can't imagine firing somebody from a position. And then later that day, very casually just being like, nah, never mind. I guess because he's going to be working with them anyway. It wasn't like, hey, Never mind, you can move back in. You know? And they're just like, you know what? We changed our minds. Foley likes you and he blasted us publicly. So, uh, yeah, just stay. It is kind of like, if I were one of the other people, I'd be like, hey, Foley, can you tweet them about me too? You know, kind of thing. That's another thing. Two instances where it was just like, oh, maybe we should start tweeting them. Because if you think about it, who of last year's releases, who stayed? Drake Maverick. The one guy who put out a heartfelt thing on social media. And then the only other person was Tino Sabatelli, who, oddly enough, went to AEW and then got rehired. And was kind of found out to not be the person who was spoiling things. So that whole situation's weird. Again, we haven't seen Tino. I don't know why. It's it, it is something to me that I keep thinking, hey, yeah, maybe just start tweeting people. You know? Maybe and which is bad because I don't like when like fans get that idea. Like when they tweeted Snickers to change the name of the the Mula Memorial because they were so upset. Which, by the way, I still don't fully grasp because it's like, yeah, she was shitty, but like this is a company who still works with Hogan, so like you could have kept the Moolah trophy. I'm happy that we don't have to say the fabulous Moolah Memorial Battle Royal because Moolah well, we Memorial just called it the Moolah. Yeah, but I mean, just saying Moolah Memorial, I, I'm sure at some point I would have been like, the fabulous Mamoolah <laughs> You know, I'm just kind of rubber baby bucky bumpers kind of thing. <laughs> like, I think it's a weird situation. And now that we don't know who's being shuffled around and who's going to be what, there's another thing that came out that Nick Khan's getting more power than ever. And then he's trying to figure out a way to make WWE more of like a Marvel and DC side uh, Bro, kind of thing. So I, I just said this. I'm like, right, here's the thing. There's ding, a thing. <laughs> Marvel is good. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Look, and I'm gonna tell you the truth. Like Marvel's good. Can you imagine if Marvel was sitting there right now, like, but we gave you those Tobey Maguire movies. Remember those? Yeah, the two thousands. Hey, that's what WWE does. They're not the way they present themselves now is nauseating because they come across like, oh, we were the hot brand. They think they're Apple, you know, and they're fucking not. They're not. If anything, this what fruit are they? The they're the fucking pit of a grape, Tony. <laughs> I'm thinking like you go in kiwi, you go in kumquat, you go in <laughs> like some kind of melon. <laughs> like they, this whole trash bag thing, it kind of shows you can't take the wrestling out of wrestling. It's a carny fucking business. Stop trying to pretend like you're fucking Marvel, because you're not. You're not Disney. And for anybody who says. Oh, well, they're negative. Listen, it's my dream to work there. It, it absolutely is. I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to work there. But I'm also not going to go work there and go, hey, guys, I think I just joined Disney. <laughs> like, well, Disney's, uh, <laughs> Disney's another whole can of worms. Yeah, but it's like you guys don't even have... You don't even have a Mickey Mouse level character right now. You got Oswald for a new generation, <laughs> and you're trying to pass it off as Mickey, and it's not working. Oswald's cooler, though. You've said this before, and I disagree. What's Mickey done? Everything. Literally. <laughs> Who did he beat? <laughs> Old school wrestling mentality. Yeah. Uh, good job, kid. What's your finish? Okay, they're excited because look, they got an anime coming to Crunchyroll. They got these shows on A and E. They got a Mysterio, a cartoon coming to Mexican Cartoon Network. They got a lot of content. Do you get any indication of what that anime thing's supposed to be about? No clue, but I can't wait. I hate anime, so I'm hoping it's like the New Day's Adventures. I'm not an anime guy in the slightest bit. I'm sure I'm going to hate it just because it's anime, but I'm certainly going to check it out. You know, I think you can't miss if you do the right characters. You can't miss. Can we just get like like, Drew Gulak doing a Naruto run? (laughs) Yeah. Like if you try to make it like, oh, here's an anime about Roman Reigns. It's like, you know, you're going to have to try harder to tell a story. If you just do, here's the fucking new day in like these 10 minute shorts, you know, you can't miss. I still think that they could have, if they wanted to back in the day, they couldn't probably do it now. They could have done some kind of an animated undertaker story. I'm surprised that they never expanded on the kayfabe story of Kane and the Undertaker in some medium, whether it's anime, traditional animation, uh, comics, fucking fictional novels. Like, that is a story 
that you could really expand your lore, and you did not. Maybe it's because they can never settle on who burned who. Because it was that whole, like, Undertaker accidentally burned everything. Actually, no, it was Kane. Actually, it was Undertaker on purpose. Actually, you know. Well, no, it's Kane on accident, but Undertaker and Kane were playing around, and that's, like, you could have done it. Don't, don't tell me, because people rationalize Twilight. Like, don't tell me you can't fucking figure this out. To be fair, I have no idea what the story of tri- Twilight is, other than girl goes, hey, vampire's hot, and he goes, yep. <laughs> that's all yeah, I know. There's, like, a werewolf goes, that fucks her too hot. or something, right? Yeah. yeah, there you go, you got the story. That's literally it. <laughs> she yeah. fucks a werewolf and a vampire, and does she fuck a mummy too? And the Abbott and Costello. The I don't know if she fucks the werewolf. <laughs> like, I, listen, I saw the first one in theaters. Boo. I tried with the others. It didn't. It didn't click. Uh, I mean, I, I've never seen or read, or certainly not read. I ain't reading that. Uh, I did watch the. First two of those Divergent movies, though. And then I said, I am not watching any more of these. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen. Fanboys Anonymous, pick your poison, dear. If you want us to watch Twilight films, it'll cost you. But we'll reconsider it. If you want me to rewatch I Am Number Four, so I can go, why is he number four? (laughs) Just (laughs) kind of do that thing. I had a whole, this is a sidetrack, I had a whole thing written up at one point, an outline. I didn't write up the full article, but I was going to write it up for Cracked, because I was a part of the Cracked uh, writing team that I just didn't end up doing any of the stuff. But one of the articles that I had like in the, the works for them was, why are young adult movies obsessed with the number four? And I had this like list of like, I don't know, 20 examples of like the number four being a big deal. And it was just one of those weird things with like I am number four had come out and I was just kind of like, oh, and there's like uh, the fourth book for this thing. And you keep making like you stretch three books into four movies and like number four for this and everybody you have four years of high school and four whatever. And all of a sudden I'm just like, it's all the number four. That's what it is. It's the answer to everything. Kind of. Yeah. I still hadn't even it's seen I am number one, two or three. So maybe I missed those. Three. Well, the number 23 is two and three. You'll get that the two and three, four. <laughs> That movie, when I went to go see that and I left, uh, I went to see it with two different friends of mine. We're all in the same car and we look at the uh, clock and it was like it added up to 23. And we're like, whoa, it's 23. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. You don't even smoke. Why do you, why you have these moments of like, uh, totally high, but I'm not high because I never get high. I'm high on life. Never not. <laughs> <laughs> like asphyxiation kind of like it, it strangles the life out of me and then I get, you know <laughs> going down a dark road here and I don't know how to transition to this so let's talk about WWE's most wanted treasures <laughs> the first the first episode came out it was the McFoley centered episode. I, of course, was willing to check this out no matter what, but especially when it's McFoley, because McFoley's just like a saint. And uh, I don't like that noise. It's not 
great. Why? What don't you like? Oh, did you check it out? I did not. I forgot it was on. So it's exactly what you would expect it to be. Where if you've seen any show that's like Pawn Stars, American Pickers. Pickers? Yeah. Uh, So like for context, even though it's like not usually my scene, I love that shit. I was into it for a while. I watched both of those shows. That's why I was like, I'm blanking on what the show's name was. I watched it for, I don't know, probably like two or three seasons. And then I got to the point where I was just kind of like, all right, I feel like every episode I'm watching the exact same episode. And I just kind of stopped because how many times can I see somebody restore something? It was that other show too. There was like the spinoff of Pawn Stars where the guy would just be like, I sandblasted it. And you're like, all right, that's it. Every episode, it's just I sandblasted it. American Restoration. Yeah, there you go. Sandblasted it and painted it. Now it looks brand new. And then he shows it to the person. The person goes, oh, man, it looks brand new. (laughs) But again, I love shit (laughs) like that. Because I I like that old vintage kind of stuff. You've seen the ridiculous things that if it strikes a chord with me as like, oh, this is sentimental. (laughs) <laughs> You've seen the ridiculous amount of money I'd spend on things. Like a jacket. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, oh my god, a razor and jacket? $200? No problem. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm an idiot. So, like, stuff like that definitely hits. To me, after a while, those types of shows become so formulaic that I just kind of... I would almost rather see a screenshot of the three moments in the episode than anything else. And it follows exactly the same pattern. It is, they practically have the same music and the same filming style that the other ones do. So I don't know if they got the same teams or what, but it's the sort of thing where Stephanie and Triple H introduce the whole thing. They talk about WWE is this kind of a product. You know, we've got like, we're like real life superheroes and they do that whole kind of thing that we've seen in like every casual audience documentary story you know? Yeah. It's the same and story every single by time. By the way, I thought this show was going to be, like, literally Stephanie and Hunter go treasure hunting for this shit. Nope. It's... I was looking forward to that. They send the people out, which is kind of cool. Well, right? they send some guy as, like, the sort of host of the show. And he, I guess he wants to be a pro wrestler, too. Why isn't this fucking Conrad Thompson? Yeah, <laughs> uh, Because he's in the podcast game, Yeah. He's going to do the ad-free shows instead. But it's this guy and then whoever else is like, you know, going to authenticate what it is. And it's basically kind of like, well, they go to somebody's house and they go, oh, man, you got a lot of cool stuff here. Okay, let's see the thing. This is the whatever thing. Is it real or not? Yeah, it is real. Okay, well, then what are we going to have to get uh, give you to give it? Oh, I don't know. I don't I don't really want to get rid of it because it's a really important part of my collection. Okay, well, how about this amount of money? Nah, it's not uh, good enough. Okay, well, then what about this? Actually, you know, maybe I'll do it for this price. Okay, well, they got a deal. Happy music. Uh, it's so great that we can get this back in our collection. Uh, we really want to see that it goes to a collection that people will really appreciate it. But okay, the next segment is rolling along. <laughs> you know, And it's like, all right, you watch that one time. I'm like, I know what it is already. And to spoil the Foley thing, I think that the most interesting, because the Foley aspect, they were like, well, it's Triple H is talking to him and uh, Triple H and Stephanie are talking to McFoley. 
and they're like, well, what do you think we should try to get to go into the warehouse? And Foley says, well, I would think if we're looking for three pieces of stuff, we need to do from each one from the three phases of Foley. So probably, and it doesn't really work out that way. It's like, let's get the mankind uh, shirt, shirt and the cactus jack flannel. And I'm looking at what the other one was, actually. And the dude love. Uh, it wasn't glasses. Bandana? It wasn't bandana. It was that uneventful that I don't remember already. Just watched really? this the other day. But whatever it was, they went through and they did that kind of thing. And like he goes and he talks to the one person, and one person's like, I don't want to get rid of the flannel because it means too much to me. And they they decide that what they're gonna do is they're gonna take him to the warehouse for a tour because nobody really gets the chance to tour it. It's and up. that he can get something in return from the warehouse, which to me is like what the fuck? No. That, make no sense you're trying to get stuff and put it in the warehouse now you're giving something up in the warehouse tell me if you think that this is a good bargain they give him the uh barbed wire that was on fire and the you know the from um the royal rumble they give him that and money for the cactus jack flannel shirt i want I want that deal. I'll buy a flannel shirt and tell you. <laughs> I'm like, man, the Cactus Jack flannel shirt. All right, that's kind of cool. But I would think the money alone, why would you give up the the barbed wire bat with the, that? he made the argument of like, well, that was only in one match, the Cactus Jack thing he wore a lot. But I'm like, no, it's still just a flannel shirt. It's not all that cool compared Dude, to the I'd other thing. The, I would want the burned. The bat, yeah. You yeah. Know? So that's oh just weird to me. So like this show has to end with them announcing and we're going to have an official physical Hall of Fame where you can see all of these items. Right? I'm hoping so, but I don't think that that's going to happen. I'm working more so in WWE territory these days as anything that can lead to something probably isn't it's probably going to be the bare minimum all the time because look at like peacock switching over to peacock it could have been a scenario where it was like well you know they're going to go over to peacock but maybe that'll give them more money and they'll put more shows up and instead it was like well it's going to take a couple months to get back to normal and that's a shame that's that's kind of the (laughs) trade-off here's some extended time so, like, I don't think this is going to lead to a physical Hall of Fame. I think it's literally A&E said, can you do WWE stuff? And WWE said, can you do WWE stuff? Give me money and we'll figure it out. And then A&D was like, okay, here's money. What stuff? And WWE said, I don't know. You do biographies. Let's do biographies. And then they said, well, we need a second show. And then they went, I don't know. You you like that stuff. Why don't we do that? I think it's literally the same as like, we've never gotten confirmation about this, but I am 100% sure. Main event exists just to appease Hulu. It has to be. Maybe. It has to be that in their deal with Hulu, that they 
have to produce some sort of Hulu exclusive pro wrestling content. And that this is the literal bare minimum that they can do is let's pre-record some stuff before Monday Night Raw and you can only watch it on Hulu. Because it can't be that they actually care, you know? Well, you never know. I can't imagine anybody in WWE really, truly cares about main event. If it is, then why do they not have it on the show's page on WWE.com, you know? If they put up the stuff like the Fight Like a Girl, and they put up the Mixed Match Challenge, and they put up all those other kind of stuff, they always neglect main event. I think it's because, like, they know it's not ever going to be anything worth covering. Which is terrible, because, like, you shouldn't just exist to be nothing worth covering, but here you are. But it is kind of the fact of the matter when it comes to business, because I'll be honest, like, look, I'm not a perfect person, I'm not a you know, an omnipotent person or anything like that, but I'm always fair and I'm always honest. And if somebody approaches me and they said to me, I want to license out something regarding to smart out moment. And can we get smart out moment content up on our platform? And we work out all the deals and all that other kind of stuff. I'm not going to treat that as the number one priority because it's a side deal. You know? Right. Uh, an A&E show. They're not going to put all their resources into an A&E show. The A&E show is like, well, is this good enough for A&E? Okay. Well, well maybe we'll have some fun doing that. It'll be a little thing we do for but a season or something. this is them... This is them saying, we're like fucking Marvel. Look, we have all this content. All these places. It's like you try to do the quantity instead of quality type of thing. Yeah. Um, it's not bad if you like those type of shows too. That's the other thing. Like if you do like Pawn Stars, then you'll like most wanted treasures for me so after a like, while. I'm like, I uh, will, but I'm also just, I want them to care about their product. Right. It doesn't seem like they do. It seems like they're so wrapped up in this idea of, but by God, the brand. Yeah. Yeah, but you're sullying the brand, guys. Please. A lot of the passion's going away to make room for a lot of the corporate stuff. And not that I know we've sidetracked so much tonight, and I apologize. Thank you to all who continue to listen. But it's like John Cena said, oh, my time is done. You know, I was a part of WrestleMania. That part <laughs> You can't done. see me. My time is done. <laughs> Like, and I'm, I'm like, but you, when I told you earlier this year, it's been eight years since John Cena has headlined a mania. You were like, that's insane. Yeah. And doesn't feel like it. Like, I feel like we were kind of robbed and he's like, oh, but they're thriving without me. No, they're not. But th they're really not. Like they have multi-billion dollar deals. That's because people are obsessed with the word content. You know, it's not like, oh my God, WWE's never been better. It's just like, no, they have content and people are desperate for content. Content creation is key now these days. I hate it. I'd imagine if, like, whatever happened to, like, Machinima? They're still a thing, are they? 
I don't think I, so. Honestly, I wouldn't know. But like all of those types of things, it used to be kind of like these pre, like they were just too early kind of things, you know? I would assume some of those would be like, man, right now, if I could sell that off. From and Rob's turned to do a Transformer again. Transformers has a lot of content. <laughs> Let's see if Rob can get reconnected along this line. In the meantime, while I'm figuring that out, let me toss out another quick plug. Facebook and uh, Twitter. Follow us on uh, Smartout Moment, at Smartout Moment. Follow us on Fanboys Anonymous, uh, facebook.com slash fanboysanonymous, and twitter.com slash fanboysanon. Trying to be a little bit more active when it comes to that. Fastbook? It said it sounded like you said fastbook, but I don't know if uh, that's probably my on the. Was still being weird. Yeah, <laughs> if I did, I'm not on fastbook. <laughs> don't check out whatever that is. I don't know if fastbook if is a thing. It's gonna be it's like the, some different version of Tinder or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so I would recommend Most Wanted Treasures to anybody who's into those kind of things, but I felt disappointed. I'll probably check out the other episodes just because I'm kind of interested to see what the actual memorabilia is, but I got a feeling what I'm going to do is I'm going to skip through everything except for when they show what the thing is. Which is fair. I haven't checked out the biography yet, though. So, like, I heard it was great. It did the best number for the series in over 16 years. Wow. But like, I'm wondering from a personal standpoint, how much can I learn about Stone Cold Steve Austin that I didn't already know? Right. After watching so many specials and so many interviews and everything, I can't imagine something that's a little bit more for the casual being really informative. I did like the Andre biography for instance but then again that's because i don't really know all that much about andre in comparison stone cold i watched it all you know like well, not all of it i wasn't watching for a couple of years but you know what i mean like if you dive deeper into undertaker Shawn michaels bret hart those kind of guys i already know them if i watched a thing that was about bobby the brain heenan then I might learn something. So I might learn more from that Rowdy Roddy Piper one than from Austin. You know, um, I learned a lot from that trailer. <laughs> that trailer is great. If anybody hasn't seen that, the trailer for the Piper episode starts off with Vince McMahon pretending that he's talking to Piper on the phone in hell. <laughs> <laughs> like... What? <laughs> it's a weird way to. T- hey, you know what you should do? He, he's so playful with it. He's like, yeah, oh, you, you saved me a seat right next to you. Thank you. Like, wow. Uh, not yet. Not for a couple more years, you know? Yeah, like, which is also great. He's like, not only is he acknowledging that he's not ready to die, he's also like, I know, I'm going to hell. <laughs> yeah, you assholes. Like,. <laughs> Yeah, so if I check out that biography one, maybe I'll tweet something out about it or something. But 
if you checked it out, drop a comment below and tell us what you thought. Last hot tag to go around here is TV talk. Start off with Dynamite, because why not? I've talked about AEW for a little bit. Anything that stood out on Dynamite that you uh, want to harp on? MJF's promo is fucking great. Maxwell Jacob Friedman is the best thing in wrestling today. He he just sounds so believable when he speaks. He sounds so much like a professional wrestler. You know what I mean? Like he he doesn't sound like he's playing the part. He sounds like this is him and this is his moment. I love MJF. I I love him, man. He's so good. 24. Like he said um I I think he recently turned 25 cuz he said, you know, I'm 25 and I'm in the main event, when you were 25, you were jerking the curtain on Worldwide. He, he all set up. He gave Wardlow time to speak, and Wardlow didn't fumble the ball. He was like, yeah. you know, Chris, you call, you started to stutter and stumble your words when you mentioned me, because you knew when you mentioned me, you made a mistake. And it's like, oh, like Wardlow can talk. Like, <laughs> that is what a promo is. You know, it's not, I'm going to stand out here and say that I love this business. <laughs> and I am going to go to WrestleMania and tell you why that I should be at the top of this business. Point to sign. Like, it's... Uh, and for, for Jericho to come out, like, 20 minutes later and completely fumble the ball... That God, show tune thing didn't land. First of all, because he, he failed. He, he was like, for a minute there, I knew where he was going. And you felt like I knew the tune he was singing. And then he's just like, and I shoved his head in the toilet. And it, like he lost the rhythm. He lost the rhyming scheme. He lost, yeah. And was just like, toilet. Hey, hey Lois. Toilet. <laughs> <laughs> but then he's talking about how oh, MJF, you sound so fake. You sound like you're reading off of a script. It's like, no, he didn't. He sounded like he was going to fucking tear your head off. MJF said, I'm not a mark for you. I'm a mark for your spot, and I'm coming for it. Like, are you? Yes. Yes. Hell yeah. That's what stood out to me on Dynamite, Tony. Yeah, more than anything else for me. Uh, the only other thing would be Kanji puts up a good fight against Sheeta. Kanji's so fucking good. And uh, Baker comes out afterward, and they do the whole thing where her, her ranking moves on the screen, and it's like, all right, she's number one now. Like Sheeta uh, versus Baker so at double or nothing good. seems. That's so good. I like Moxley and Kingston. They work they're well not, together. They don't land like they're not my preferred cup of tea. But they work well together. And I got a kick out of Moxley going, Bitch AF. Like, <laughs> I just, because you know, like, that's not the way Moxley speaks. So it just felt funnier. I liked and, when he threw the thing in uh, Kingston's, like, You want to wait until I get out of the way? <laughs> and he's just fucking get out of the way then. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
Why are you in the way? <laughs> yeah, I like that little bit. Uh, most of the rest of it was just sort of like, yeah, it was fine. Christian be powerhouse Hobbs. I like seeing Christian wrestle. I never won't like seeing Christian wrestle. Darby Allen and Jungle Boy had a great match, but I mean, are you surprised? Not, not surprised, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like I assumed that that was going to be the mass match on the night, and it was. So thumbs up, you know. Um, next week it's I uh, think Statlander Ford, Cassidy Penta. Ah, uh, it's another thing that happened. Alex Everhantes. He's it's really like loving this role. Now. He's just, he's just the Spanish Runjin Singh. Yeah. Eh. You can <laughs> tell he's said. loving it. Just like, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hop over to NXT UK. Why not? Great show. Goffey beat Eddie Dennis. Gradwell beat uh, Massive Dave Mastiff. You know, I mean, maybe if he would have been Massive Dave Mastiff instead of Bomber Dave and Mastiff, maybe it if he would have been Massive Dave Mastiff, I think somebody needs to like get on this. Hey, hey, Nigel, uh, Massive Dave Mastiff, say like. <laughs> I think that that's the issue. Is uh, Mastiff can only win if they're going to announce him afterward as Massive, massive Dave, Dave Mastiff. Mastiff. If they go, hey, entering this match is Bomber Dave Mastiff. It's like, oh, he's not going to win. If he if massive Dave Mastiff would have came in, he would have won. Just saying. <laughs> but uh Valkyrie's gonna fight Miko Setamora next week. They yep. did this tonight was or tonight, well, the other night, the other afternoon for us, was very vignette heavy. They did a vignette for Dragonov, Valkyrie, Mackenzie, Rohan Raja, Teoman. A backstage segment with Amir Jordan where he's going to fight Kenny Williams next week in a no DQ See, loser leaves the NXT UK match. They They're not fighting next week. Oh, that's right. They didn't specify that it was next week. It's happening sometime soon. Yeah, probably in two weeks. Probably. Yeah. Next week is a six man tag hunt against uh, Gallus. Well, not the hunt. Whatever they're calling that team. It's Dennis, T Bone, and Primate. And Dennis. Which we still have no confirmation about what's going on with Wild Boar. Very confused about that. Didn't they, they like execute him in promo? Like, did they did you hear him fire squeal? him? Like, yeah, I mean, you know, Deliverance is on my list of movies that I haven't seen that I will. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if that means that he's released or if he's injured or, you know. But we're getting that. There was another tease of coffee against Rampage Brown to happen sometime down the line. Not really a great uh, episode, I thought. It, it was good. I've grown to like this show. I think I, I just like the placement of the show. And it's like this easy afternoon watch that I can write off as like, oh, I can't grab those ratings because I'm watching NXT. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but seriously, like it's it's fine show. It's nothing like offensive. It's just kind of blah to me. Somebody was like really upset. I was doing the uh, WrestleZone SmackDown podcast, and they're like, "With all these releases, why don't they just cut NXT UK? It's never good." And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh fuck!" <laughs> like, God. There's a couple people that I would want them to, if they could bring them from NXT UK over, but if they got rid of NXT UK as a brand, I wouldn't be all as upset. Did you know that Kaylee Ray reached the 600 day mark on Thursday? That's ridiculous. <laughs> 600. 
<laughs> she won the title. When she won the title, technically, because it was earlier in the day, Chris Jericho hadn't even been crowned the first AEW champion yet. <laughs> seems like you could have said the first undisputed champion. <laughs> he hadn't even beaten The Rock and Stone Cold at the same night. She Chris Jericho first... hadn't even curtain jerked. <laughs> God, worldwide. <laughs> worldwide. Let's talk about Monday Night Raw. Viking Raiders beat Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin again. They've been doing a lot of this again, where it's like, just that, again, kind of a thing. Damian Priest beat The Miz. Why did they kick Shelton and Cedric out of the herd business? I really would like to know. Seems like Randy Orton might be injured. He had a match with Riddle. No. Did we get confirmation that it's not? I Just no. (laughs) Randy is good at selling. I, I got no hint that he's hurt. I hope not. I know that people are saying he's hurt, but I don't think it's just no. Like, I wasn't digging the Miz and Maurice going, hey, remember last week we had our premiere. We really want you to watch the show kind of thing. I like Maurice. I like Maurice with Miz. They're a good package. Keep them together. I don't want next week's Raw to have another Miz TV saying watch. Ms. and Mrs. If that's the case, I'm going to go in the other room and I'm going to do something else. You know? <laughs> what are you going to do? What's more important than Ms. and Mrs.? I don't know. Go to the bathroom. <laughs> Eat a peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> like, just anything. Like, cause... Peanut butter? What kind of bread? Eh, white bread, probably. I don't know. Regular, uh, is it like nature's own butter bread or something? The butter bread is good. I like. I prefer potato. But butter oh, bread is good. Potato bread's really good. They're, they're just snack talk. <laughs> bread, just bread. <laughs> you can't go wrong with buttered bread, though. Like, I mean, anyway, it, it, it's a basic, but it's it's beautiful. Uh, Elias and Kofi. They had a thing with a handicap match that turned into Braun Strowman helping out Drew McIntyre, but losing to T Bar and Mace, who got unmasked. You know so what not, I don't like about this? They're still going by T-Bar and Mace. Yeah, maybe it's just like steps. Like They need to get rid of the stupid masks and then they can get rid of the stupid names. Uh, I hope so. Because T-Bar is such a dumb name and Mace is just so bland. At by least way, give them last names, you know? Like if it was like, a, I don't know, Mace T-Bar Jones and Window. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, I don't know what T Bar's last name would be. Jones. T Bar Jones. T Bar Jones. <laughs> okay, T Bar Jones and Mace Windu. And uh, Asuka beat Charlotte, and then Charlotte attacked a referee, and now they're writing her off for the time being. Yeah. Now, should we speculate or? <laughs> Uh, no, Based off of the way sir. that happened with Dave Meltzer, I would assume no, it's not a good no. idea to uh, speculate about why. <laughs> no, I don't, actually. And uh, Charlotte's team said it was dental surgery, and uh, the... thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, also, Humberto Carrillo came out at one point. He's like, I'm going to fight for that. <laughs> ow, 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 ow. <laughs> they really sent him out there to get his ass whooped by Seamus for no reason. It's a poor, uh, poor bit. Uh, Seamus said, I'm doing the United States Open Challenge again. <laughs> and Carrillo comes out and gets ass kicked. Just whooped. <laughs> And not even like in a title match where it could be like, all right, well, he defended the title. No, he just jumps him. And so that's I'm assuming hysterical. we're getting a match next week because that's no. a way to, to do it no. twice. He got his ass kicked. He doesn't deserve a match. Doesn't matter. They'll do it. They'll just go based off of what happened last week. Let's look at the footage of what happened. And then we can go. Roberto Carrillo backstage, Sarah Schreiber can ask him. Last week, you came out for a United States Championship match against the Celtic Warrior, Sheamus, and he attacked you ahead of that. Going into your match tonight, what are you thinking? And he'll be like, well, you know, I really want to win that title and not get my ass whooped, <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> and he'll be like, well, go out there and you you do your thing. I'm going to go stare off into nothing right now. You just wish you'd say go do your thing. You just go. Back she'll to just, you. No, she won't even say back to you. She'll just she'll nod after he walks away. And she'll look off to the side because this is what all of them do. It's not Sarah's fault. And then uh, Michael Cole or whoever will be like, or, or Adnan Verk will be like, well, I was hearing a story about uh, Humberto Carrillo the other day when I was eating a nice ballpark hot dog. And uh, over on the side of the WWE Thunderdome, he uh, got his ass whooped. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> For what it's worth, I like him. I do. I like doing my impression of him <laughs> enough that I want him to stay around just so I can keep doing it. That is the generic baseball voice. It's the same impression that I would do for anybody. So it's not even like it's just an ending. We're eating a ballpark hot dog. Like, uh, our sponsors today are going to check out the new stadium over there. It's a nice, crisp day. It's uh, 82 degrees outside, and he's just going to, oh, he hit one right over the edge of that right there, and he's caught. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Side note, if you want to watch a really good baseball movie that's not a baseball movie, but it's got baseball in it and some great baseball moments, Naked Gun. My God. Just so good. Lieutenant? <laughs> the uh, feeling's mutual. <laughs> Where the hell was I? Anyway, let's talk about SmackDown. SmackDown was a nothing episode. This episode was Cesaro's like, hey, I want that title match. And at the end of the episode, Raymond's is like, uh, now nah, how about Brian? <laughs> so, there you go. <laughs> So they set up Brian and Reigns for next week. And if Brian loses, he's banished from SmackDown. Do you think Brian loses? I think he wins by DQ. Oh, that's worse. That way... I kind of just wanted to win. Jey Uso gets involved or something. He says that he won, but he didn't win the title. He sticks I around. It's a good place to bring Edge back. Hmm. I'd be okay with that. Because like but, we haven't seen him, and I think it's weird that we haven't seen him, even to just address the fact that he lost. Tamina beat Nia again. 
just to keep mm-hmm. doing the whole like you had your match already, but now if you win fifteen more matches, then we can say you deserve another shot, and then we can do the match again, that kind of thing. At WrestleMania Backlash, you can do the WrestleMania match. You can do the WrestleMania match at WrestleMania Backlash. <laughs> <laughs> Tamina Snuka going for another shot against Nia Jax. <laughs> Maybe I need to do a whole episode of Smack Talk like that. What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 490 of the Smart Out Moment Smack Talk podcast. <laughs> Sponsored by <laughs> Big League Chew. I don't know, whatever. Uh, Apollo and Kevin Owens had a match for the Intercontinental Championship that the best case scenario happened where uh, they set up a fatal four-way, basically. So even though Big E is going to be still in the title picture, we're probably not going to get just the eighth match between them. It'll probably be Kevin Owens and the best thing of the episode, a dancing Sami Zayn. <laughs> well, we are getting the eighth match between them. Oh, that's right. Next week they're doing. Yeah, ugh. this happened in anyway. Never mind. And then we'll get the table. Then we'll get. So that'll be number nine. Then. So like, but if you remember, I think it was like five years. Oof, fuck. Five years ago, it was Kevin, Sammy, Cesaro, and Miz at Extreme Rules in a fatal four way, and it was good. And if you can capture that kind of lightning again, I'd be all right with it. I'm cool with a fatal four way if they do that. At WrestleMania, <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, and if, yeah. If anybody hasn't seen the the footage of Sami Zayn dancing, check it out. It was the best part of the episode. We got uh, Reggie's back for his whole thing. Alistair Black was doing a little bit of a thing that he's kind of kind of biting off a little bit of the uh, Tian Sha stuff, <laughs> where it was cool. like this animation of talking about this like you know the story, and there's like I need to become the dragon and. And he also what just said, like, fuck dragons, the audience, bro. basically. What is it with dragons? Like, they're hot right now. Fing Fang Foom is coming out with Shang-Chi. Uh, <laughs> are we going to have, like, uh, my dragon versus your dragon at Survivor Series? Well, eventually, Survivor Series is going to be renamed to WrestleMania Wagon Your Dragon. <laughs> and... Oh, my. Okay, go. <laughs> <laughs> Is the first dragon related thing I can think of other than Fin Fang Boom. WrestleMania wagging your dragon. Okay. <laughs> and the pay per view is just going to be butts. <laughs> <laughs> and over here, pal, we've got a nice ballpark hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to WrestleMania wagging your dragon. <laughs> I'm Adnan Burke, and we've got cheeks. For a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think there's anything else that happened on SmackDown. Um, Dirty Dogs are still going to have stuff going on with Street Profits, Mysterio Speed, Alpha Academy. Uh, Bailey's fighting Bianca at the pay per view. Yeah. So at least it's not just a rematch with Banks, even though it's a rematch with Bailey. We've it's already seen it. It's going to turn into uh, a, a triple threat. And you're it might be. See more Banks and Bailey. Oh, and uh, NXT. Let's see. NXT LA Knight, or La Knight, defeated Dexter Loomis. We got some more down that story about the whole uh, Loomis and Indy Hartwell kind of budding romance. Yoshirai's interview with 
Beth Phoenix was interrupted by Frankie Monet. Grizzled Young Veterans beat Breezango. Saray beat Zoe Stark. Tony Storm attacked Zoe Stark after the match just to send a message to uh, Saray. Kushida retained the NXT Cruiserweight Championship over Oni Lorcan and got attacked by Legado del Fantasma. MSK helped out. Six-man tag coming up. Birium beat Everrise, even though Everrise rules. I liked the thing with uh, Cameron Grimes. I thought that, that was fun. That it was another Ted DiBiase related thing where he was bit, he was bidding for like an NFT or something. I think right. Yeah. And then it was like you know we regret to inform you that we had a a bigger bid from somebody else named Ted DiBiase. And he, Just Ted DiBiase, you know. They got to get Ted. They are getting Ted. Ted already said like he was filming a segment with Grimes. Oh, good. Because they got to do something, you know. Yeah. I thought that that was going to happen at TakeOver. But. It should have. Doing it on TV. I'm cool with it. As long as they do something with Ted DiBiase. Because. They should let Grimes have the belt. <laughs> Just give him the belt. No, give him the million belt. dollar title. Oh, the million dollar one. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the yeah. NXT championship. They, they should let him have the million dollar title. <laughs> yeah, he lost to Kyle O'Reilly. And uh, they people were mad about the way Kyle looked. Why? How so? I, I they're just like, oh my god, he looks such a dork. It's like, yeah, he's like the the leading role in a indie rom com. What's that <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly look like? Hey, that's coming off as a little bit like a dork, but it's like, but it's Kyle. Who cares? Like you know? he played air guitar on his right. Belt. Yeah. It's not like he's coming off trying to be the Undertaker. Like, it's kind of Kyle O'Reilly. He's just being a dork. All right. Daniel Bryan's a dork. Yeah. You know, like. It's like wrestlers are dorks. It's okay. Yeah. I just thought it was funny when he won that match. They were like running overtime almost. And it was just kind of like, Kyle O'Reilly wins. All right. See you later, everybody. Bye. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Meanwhile, SmackDown ends up like five minutes early, you know? Yeah. That's the uh, stuff from the week. I didn't have anything else to uh, mention. I don't think there was anything else that went on. Am I missing anything? Oh, well, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what I'm writing right now. MC Hammer just uh, randomly complimented Naomi on Twitter. Just a random he compliment? Across, he came across a, a clip of her and Alexa Bliss at like Elimination Chamber from years ago and was like, oh shit. Those are elite skills, Naomi. And I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's just MC Hammer years late being like, hey, thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're writing up an article about that? Yeah. <laughs> it's 1 a.m. on the dot. This is what I'm doing, folks. <laughs> To check out the most recent MC Hammer news, followed Rob and Dude Felice. That's right. Uh, can't touch this. Mostly because we're in a pandemic. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Dude Felice. Check out everything at Fightful.com, WrestleZone.com, SmartCountMoment.com, including the Power Rankings, which is Calum week, uh, Weekly Contribution. I contributed to the Triple Threat this week. Follow all that stuff because Dallas works his ass off. Um, check out Fanboys Anonymous because God, I love that place. Tony, 
Yeah, check out all the stuff that we got going on the two different sites here. You can be following us and you'll find out all that information and everything. You know, subscribe to the RSS feeds, subscribe to the channels, follow the Facebook and the Twitter, all that other kind of stuff. You can subscribe to the RSS feeds anyway. Now, they can subscribe to the RSS feeds. You can't do the feed burner email subscription anymore. So for anybody that didn't get that email that I had sent out, I sent out an email to everybody who according to FeedBurner, had subscribed to it. I don't know if anybody really saw it. I don't know if anybody really bothered to care. But uh, FeedBurner decided, ah, screw it, we don't want to do that anymore. So anybody who is on the email side of things, you have to do it through another method. And there's there's lots of different ways. There's like a, a feed reader on Google Chrome that's just like an extension. There's uh, Blog Trotter. There's If This Then That. And I sent everybody an email with that information of like, here's a couple ways you could do that too. So if you are a part of that and you're confused and the email is something that you bypassed or you want more information, then let me know. And I'll, you know, drop a comment below and I'll respond to you and I'll give you some more information about that. But you can subscribe to the RSS feed. It's just not through the email subscription part of FeedBurner anymore. And the little RSS feed still up on the same spot underneath the little header of the website. And everything else that's happening that I've got going on, you'll find it at Tony Mango. Maybe even some random rants that I do every once in a while. I've been kind of writing up and then deleting a bunch of rants <laughs> here and there. But sometimes I post some every once in a while where I'm just like, my God, everybody's like frustrating or whatever. Or how good is, uh, I don't know, how good's bread <laughs> kind of a thing. So brioche buns are where it's at, right? A brioche is so good. Yeah. But sometimes you got to get like a ciabatta bun or something, you know? You got a ciabatta. If anybody goes to uh, Red Robin, for instance, Yum. if you get the Whiskey River barbecue burger, oh, that sounds great. Get it on the ciabatta bun. It's better. It holds it better. And I want one so bad right now. You got caramelized onion, crispy onion straws. Caramelized onions are such a great topping. <laughs> Some more snack talk coming at some point. <laughs> Check out the next episode of the Smart Guy Moment Smack Talk podcast where you get a bunch of wrestling news and talk about bread and caramelized onions and ballpark pranks. And stuff. Ballpark pranks and uh, Marvel. You know, yeah. like it's it's everything. First mortgageburg of content. <laughs> Well, I was going to go with smorgasbord moment, but, you know, it's a mouthful. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, that'll do us in for episode 490. Thank you for listening to this, everybody. We will see you in the next whole set of things, which we don't know 100% what they're going to be yet. But if you are staying tuned, then you'll know when we know. And then it'll go up, and then you can listen to it. That's how this exchange works. And we will see you whenever that is. Check out the fanboy stuff. That's even closer. And adios for now. This has been another Smart Out moment, and we're being counted out.